0: This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. They gave their offering. with, with great pomp and service as look what I did, look how good I am. That's not, the, that's not Christianity, and that's not how God designed Mosaic Law. and That's not God's plan. But the Pharisees, and they were staunch, man, they were staunch. And they were, they were, they were real tight and mm, crusty kind of people, religious traditionalists. Then there were the Sadducees. Now, the Sadducees were on the far other end of the spectrum. They didn't really believe in a resurrection. You can find this in the book of Acts. They're described. The Sadducees didn't believe in a resurrection. They didn't believe. (laughs) I don't believe in this miracle stuff. We don't believe in that and they would have taken if they had anything to do with the old testament law with the pentateuch they would have interpreted uh allegorically and they would have they would have been the kind of people that were really smart and higher critics and we don't believe in that childish miracle stuff well it's not childish miracle stuff it's what god said and it's how god works so you have the pharisees and the Pharisees hate the Sadducees, and the Sadducees hate the Pharisees. The Sadducees say, those religious nuts believe everything that that thing that the, their Talmud says, and they have put on all these shows, and it just seems ridiculous to us. And the Pharisees are looking over at the Sadducees, and they're saying, them bunch of liberals, I tell you what, I don't like them. They don't believe in God, think they're so smart. But here's what happens. They're on two ends of the spectrum, and Jesus comes. He's right in the middle, and he's perfect. His word is true. His plan is right. He's always right. He's accurate. He is the hope of both the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And Jesus comes on the scene, and he comes preaching and teaching and showing what God's going to do and what God wants to do and preparing the way and getting ready to give his life as the sacrifice for sin And when Jesus comes on the scene, the Sadducees who hate the Pharisees and the Pharisees who hate the Sadducees, now they both realize we hate Jesus because what Jesus was preaching caused the Pharisees to move from their religious arrogance into truth and righteousness and humility and repentance of sin. And the Sadducees, when Jesus came preaching, the Sadducees had to realize that there is a miracle working God and we need to trust Him for our soul salvation. And so Jesus comes on the scene. Instead of being teachable, what do they do? They say, we really hate each other, but we hate Jesus more because he wants to change us. So they take hands and they go to Christ. And he say, I would never be a Pharisee or a Sadducee, but I'll tell you something. If you ever come to truth that we find in God's word and the message of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you say, I know what they say, but... I'll just tell you something, if you stand against Christ and his authority, you are like a Sadducee, you are like a Pharisee, who knows what side of the gamut you're on, but whatever side you're on, you need to be willing to say, hey look, I've been a Pharisee for a long time, but Jesus is right and true, and I better ought to just repent the fact that I've been wrong and come to him. Or if you're a Sadducee, you know, I've been a Sadducee for a this is what I've believed to be true, but I'm hearing what Jesus is teaching and what God's word says. And you know what? I might have to just say, you know, hey look guys, I'm sorry, but I think I'm just going to listen to Jesus. He seems right. Teachable. I'll just tell you this if you've not noticed yourself to be wrong a few times lately, you're probably wrong a lot more than you think. How many of you have been wrong this week sometime? That ain't so bad. That wasn't too hard, was it? That wasn't so hard. I think it was a half a time last week I was wrong. I'm just kidding. I'm wrong all the time. And the more honest I get, the more wrong I seem to be. Teachable. There is nothing in the world wrong with getting to a place like a Sadducee and saying, you know what, I've been wrong. I've been wrong a long time. I've been bad wrong. There is nothing wrong with realizing the truth and saying, you know, I was wrong. Please forgive me. You know what it's called? When you address that to the Lord, Lord, I've been wrong a long time. I'm wrong. Please forgive me. You know what that, what that is? Repentance. Repentance. The way I've been doing this is wrong. The pattern of my life is wrong repentance and i'll just tell you something repentance leads to everlasting life repentance leads to freedom in christ repentance takes the pressure off of you and it gives it to the lord it rolls it over on him and says lord i'm wrong i'm wrong a lot but you're always right and i'll just follow you and you can help me repentance lord we need to be teachable You see, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they were willing to join hands with their worst enemies because they did not want to change to what was right, and they didn't want to hear the truth. We must be teachable. They were loyal to a system. They were loyal to a system. I'm a Pharisee. I've always been a Pharisee. I'm going to die a Pharisee. And they didn't care that the Pharisees were wrong. They just said, I'm a loyal to the system. And some of, these, some of these guys over here, they said, I'm a Sadducee. I've been a Sadducee my whole life. I've always been a Sadducee. If it says Sadducee, I say yes. It's foolish. They weren't willing to be wrong. They weren't teachable. They were loyal to a system. They were loyal to a group. They were loyal to a party. Loyal to... A group of people and a man's ideas as opposed to being loyal to creator God of the universe. Jesus Christ himself was in their midst and they said we'd rather be loyal to our group than to you God. They were tempting what the Bible says in verse number 1. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and, tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Tempting. Were they tempted? What, what was their purpose? Now, they come to Jesus. They came to Jesus. Now, they said, I've been a They didn't come. Let me say it like this. They didn't come to Jesus with this spirit. And you may need to come to Jesus with the spirit. You may say, I don't believe in miracles. I don't believe the Bible's the word of God. I don't believe... Some of the things I hear at church. Hey, look, if you come to Christ with an honest, searching spirit, you've not messed up yet. The Sadducees, did they come to Jesus? You know, I've always been a Sadducee, but I've always kind of denied these, these miracle truths, and it's kind of what I've been taught, but uh, I, better, I better talk to this man. I better talk to Jesus. I better ask him. I better seek some, seek some wisdom and understanding. Maybe he can explain something to me. Did they come to Jesus with that kind of spirit? No. They came to Jesus tempting him. Not to be teachable. Now look, there's, you may be here today. I don't believe in God. I'll just tell you something. If you came to me and you said, Preacher, I don't believe in God. I'm not going to be mad at you. I don't believe, you you may come to me and say, I don't believe that people are actually getting saved like you say. I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm going to graciously disagree with you, but I would like to talk to you about it. I'd like to hear where you come from. And I'd like to show you from the Bible where I come from. I'm not going to be mad at you. And the Sadducees, they didn't come to Jesus like, man, let me find out. We have an obligation to come to truth, right? And the Pharisees, the Pharisees, it was the same thing. They didn't come to Jesus saying, you know, we've always done church this way. Why in the world would we change it now? They they had that spirit. I'm standing my ground. I don't care what he said. That was their spirit. But if they'd come to Jesus like, now look, Lord... We have the old, the Mosaic law. We have our Talmud. We have these things we've been, these rituals we've been doing. Tell me, where have I gone wrong? And there was a man that came to Jesus like that. He came to Jesus like that. And Jesus looked at him and said, hey, listen. Listen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus didn't turn him away angrily. When he came seeking, God gave him the truth. One of the greatest verses in the Bible. Folks, I want to encourage you to be something. Be teachable you want to be able to discern what's going on in this world? Do you want to be able to discern what's happening in your life? Do you want to be able to make proper decisions and choices throughout life? Then be teachable. By all means, be teachable. If you don't find yourself wrong occasionally, you're probably wrong a lot. We've got to get to the place where we're teachable. Do you see the spirit of these guys? It's terrible, isn't it? Discerning the signs of the times, you must first be teachable. Number two, you must be discerning. Determined to be discerning. This is not something that you just pick up on on your own all the time, but determined to have a discerning spirit. Uh, Discern. I I like to look at the congregation of people, and the word discern is a great word. I can look. Sometimes people in the very, very back, it takes me a minute to discern who you are, but if I look and pay attention, then I can distinguish and discern, hey, I know who that guy is. Hey, I know who she is. I can discern. It's, discernment is when you separate. Discernment is when you recognize something for what it really is. Jesus says twice in this passage of Scripture that we need to discern. Verse number 2. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. In the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky... But can ye not discern the signs of the times? How many of you have noticed the old adage, a red sky in the morning is a sailor's warn, and the red sky at night is a sailor's delight? How many of you have noticed that it's pretty accurate? Would you raise your hand? It is, isn't it? Well, it's true. Now, Jesus, I'll just tell you something. Jesus was not vouching for this adage. He was just looking and saying, this is what you guys do. And so it's not 100% accurate every time because Jesus said it. You've got to put that in the context. What was Jesus doing? He's saying, this is what you guys say. He says, this is what you Sadducees and Pharisees say and you discern the skies but you can't discern my will and you can't discern truth. You can't discern spiritual things. Now, why is it like that? I found this out because I thought it was kind of interesting. Well, have you ever known why uh, you'll see a red sky at night? The sun rises in the east and it sets in the Boy, we're slow this morning the sun rises in the and sets in the that's right so if the sun is rising the early sun rays that scoot across the face of our planet if they encounter dust particles if they encounter dust particles then that shows off this bright red sky and if the bright red sky is shining it's Lots of dust in the east in the morning. Where does most of our weather come from? The west. If you get a big snow, I love snow. I mean, I love it. Sorry, Preacher Chuck. I like it, and I like it deep. I love it. I love snow, and I'm watching, I'm watching snow forecasts, and I love snow. And if I want a good snow, and I, you know when I get excited? When there's a big old clump of green down in the Gulf of Mexico. And I see a big cold front coming out of Canada and swooping down over these mountains. And I know that that storm's coming out of the west, the southwest coming right towards us. Now, do we ever get big snows off of the Atlantic coast? Very rarely. It's it's absurd. It's rare that anything comes off the east coast because our jet stream's generally moving. I probably need to set up our map like this. I don't want to be a weatherman today. We move out of the Rockies and across the Atlantic Ocean in this way. Now, look, if you get, a, you get a big storm out of the Gulf of Mexico, man, you can get a lot of snow. You get a big cloud over here, even big hurricanes that hit the North Carolina coast. You know, they don't amount to much right here in the mountains. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.